Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> we'll take wow. it. Let's just get right wow. into it. Are the oh bills still goodness. playing? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> what? Well, keeping us on our toes, keeping us excited, much like the Arizona Coyotes have been uh, this weekend at home at Mullet Arena, winning their second game this weekend in thrilling fashion, a Clayton Keller overtime winner, hat trick. You couldn't have written it any better. Lots to get into, but thank you all so much for tuning into the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button while you're watching this video. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. Craig Morgan will be calling in from Mullet Arena shortly, but PD initial reactions to this one again it's this is a this is a funny game it's a it's like almost a tale of two games because there were periods where the Cowboys look really really good and then there were moments where they look really really bad yeah and they I think they felt like tonight you know what we need to defend a little more we haven't practiced it enough lately so let's defend let's just turn the puck over and let's defend for another five minutes Oh boy, that was scary. But I, I tell you what, the, the one thing that this team has done since the fourth game of the season is they just don't give up. They just keep coming at you and they just keep working. And it's like we've said, it's always someone different. And I tell you, one of the things we talked about last game was Schmaltz and Keller finally connecting. Well, Keller's on a heater and he was unbelievable tonight. Like he, he was sharp and that, that shot as we could see is, is he can beat a goalie clean from, from the top of the circle. So he was, he was fantastic. And, and you could see it on the players faces afterwards. We talk about the tank and we talk about Bedard and all that players don't give a shit. Players want to win. Players want to win. And when you see guys working that hard for each other, that was, that was exciting. And I, and I will say this about the mullet. I don't know when you watch on TV, how many people are there, but it sure sounds loud. Like the atmosphere there is fantastic. So I, I think it must be a fun place to play in the mullet. And now don't look, Leah. They're above 500 at the mullet. Three, two, and one. <laughs> the home ice advantage is real. And we joked about it the other night that they, and we can continue to joke about it. Coyotes are undefeated using the annex locker room. Um, every team that uses the visiting locker room in the annex can't win at the mullet. Um, we can just keep going with, with our fun stats um, but in, in staying on the subject of stats, let's check out tonight by the numbers because the other night's numbers were absolutely crazy against the Bruins. Once again, the Flyers, <laughs> 41 shots on goal. Again, 40-plus goal shots against the Coyotes. Coyotes, at least they got 29 shots on goal tonight versus the 16 from the other night. And another thing there is the Coyotes finally capitalized on the power play and they had a perfect penalty kill tonight. Also, uh, came out on top in the faceoff circle, something we haven't really seen much from them lately, and uh, 28 shot attempts to the Flyers' 25. So a little bit more even here, and as far as the Coyotes go, this is a pretty good look. Yeah, and one thing, when you look at the shots on goal, I just wanted them to get 30. Like, can they get I 30? know. Every team against them gets 30, 40, 40 plus. They've hit 30 mark twice in 26 games. Can they just do it again? Um, faceoffs. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a stat that they talk about as being important. Eh, I mean, it's, it's nice when they win draws, it's the, which draws are you winning that are important? It's the yeah. power play draws that are, that's when it's important. Um, I, I just want them to find a way to get more offense. And with 29 shots on goal, we got to say that's a win for this team getting 29 shots on goal. I mean, they're looking at 16 the other night and below, 
Well, 20 is not good enough. Um, so that was exciting and that was good. And that's a positive. So when you look at the numbers and the other one that I thought stood out for me, um, which I was really excited about. And I actually sent out a tweet mid game. And I know you tweet all the time during the game. I just don't. It's not a thing. I tweeted during the game. <laughs> I was so I, proud of you. <laughs> how about that? And that was like, I wasn't prompted. No one told me to do it. Um, they scored a power play goal. And, <laughs> and I know Nick Ritchie played the other night, but he wasn't playing on the power play. Guess what? Somebody said he should maybe go out there again. And, look what happens and, and you know what he was integral on that goal he doesn't take the shot he doesn't get an assist on the, on the goal oh he does actually get an assist on the goal but he, he screens he gets in front of the goalie's eyes and he's been really good in that bumper position and being in net front in front of the opposing goaltender and he gets out there again on the power play and they finally get back on the board on the power play so maybe with keller heating up the power play getting a goal maybe this is going to be the start to start something good on the offensive side of the puck yeah definitely because we've we haven't really seen it um, from this team as of late, but just a an absolutely thrilling game overall. What are you opening? A kilt lifter? Yeah, a little kilt lifter. You just blew, blew on little, it. A little <laughs> ASMR. It's in the beer beer fridge, so it's a little cold. Money right there. That was some oh ASMR. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Also, Sterling yeah. said, bring Zach Lind on every show and play Jimmy Worlds before every faceoff will take home the cup. It is funny because they were playing Sweetness right before the Nick Ritchie goal. And I literally thought, oh my God, Jimmy World, like the Coyotes have this in the bag. And seconds later, Nick Ritchie they scores. Seconds. Know, we've said it all along. Just saying. Play the damn song. Just play the damn And I know song. they're all listening right now. I, I think they might be on their tour right now, but I'm sure they're listening to this like between sets or something. I don't know how that works. Like, well, it's a tale of two games, like we said. PD, I think we should quickly spend maybe two minutes max just going over the negatives from this game so we can get it out of the way, and then we can talk about all the positives. The negatives, of course, being that every – Flyers goal seemed to come off of a Coyotes turnover, um, whether intentional or not. You know, Jacob Chikrin tripped and fell and, and gave up the puck. Valimaki was trying to clear it from behind the net and accidentally passed it right onto a flyer stick. Um, turnovers continue to be an issue for this team. What other negative things stood out to you tonight? It, it, it's the big one we've talked about all season is the ability to keep the puck from the middle of the ice. And I, and I think that w- I, I hate to keep saying it over and over again, but when they're inside their own blue line, they got to quit putting pucks through the middle of the ice. And I know the Jacob trick one was really unfortunate, but guess what? Move the puck. It's a four on four situation. And you see your, you've got gosh, bear streaking. When two players come to you and it's four on four, that means someone is open. So you got to give up the puck there. Now it's three on two. So you got to get the puck up. And I, and I wish you would have moved it quicker. I know it was unfortunate. It was a hell of a back check by the Flyers and they make the nice play. But it, the, the turnovers are, are just occurring way, way, way too much. The, and again, the, the defending, when you turn the puck over, you, you defend more. When you defend more, you get tired. When you get tired, you give up opportunities. You make mistakes. And that's exactly what happened to this team tonight. So I'd like to see that, that get better. But the one thing, 0 for 2 on the power play were the Flyers. So 2? Two penalty kills that a kill off tonight. That's not that big a deal for this team. Like they do that in the first five minutes usually. So again, another positive. I'm going to say that there were definitely more positives tonight, and and clearly they win. It's unfortunate that they had to, they had to, you know, they had the lead and the, and they had to give up that late goal. But but it, it's a positive night. Better on the penalty kill. Get a power play goal. Keller gets hot, and they overcome all of their mistakes with the puck and come out with a win. And that's back to back wins. Undefeated in December, undefeated in the annex. I will keep saying it. And by the way, if you're keeping score on the Atlantic Division, they beat Boston and the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
<laughs> I love how you still tie that in, even though that the, in flyers are, the flyers aren't even in the Atlantic. I know, but, but, but I want to talk about them. Every show, we're going to try to sneak in the fact that they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I love it. I love it. And and also, another a great thing from tonight was the, the Coyotes finally outshot their opponent in a period. It happened in the first period. They outshot the Flyers 13-9. to That was the first time they'd done that since the Nashville Predators game on, I believe, November 21st. So it's a long time coming. Unfortunately, Philadelphia kind of fought back on that one. And by the third period, they had outshot them 13-5 to in the third. And you felt that even in the overtime, which, by the way, wasn't really that eventful until the final two minutes there. Um, as far as three and three overtimes go, it felt like the Flyers had all the pressure. And I was thinking, there's no, like, the Flyers are going to win this game. And Clayton Keller said, hold my beer, hold my kill Exactly. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. And um, before we get into all the positives that we want to, because there are many, Petey, let's go over your keys to the game and see how this team did tonight. I, I know if people said this on Twitter too, we might as well just put out good goaltending penalty kill and then a grab bag <laughs> for number three. Chickaboom Chikrin. And let's talk about Chikrin really because because he had the four-game point streak. He did not get to keep that alive tonight, which is too bad. But again, he got six shots attempt attempted at the net tonight, four on goal. Seemed like he had the puck a lot. He was defending better. He assisted again, on the Keller winner. Uh, on NA, according to NHL.com. Oh, they took it away. Uh, yeah, it's Keller from Schmaltz. That's how it ended. Boo. Boo. Yeah, sorry. And but still so he doesn't get the point. He doesn't get the point. And but but shots were there. I thought he defended better. And even with the four on four play, still ends up even. So again, Jacob Chickren's even. And this is a guy that was running away with the minus of this team last year. So I think he's he's getting better every time he gets on the ice, every game he gets a little better. He just needs to find a way to hit the net on some of these missed shots because I think. He might be able to find the back of the twine a few more times. Home cooking, rolling at the mullet. Like we already talked about that. Undefeated at the mullet, three, two, and one, above 500. Things are going great. Crowd's great. Annex is great. So that's good. No penalties. Hey, 13 goals against in their last seven games while well, they were shorthanded. And that didn't happen tonight. They, they were able to escape, killing off both penalties that they took. So I would say. They took the keys and ran today. That was. That I'm, was I'm so proud because they've been tending to not do that lately. Um, Maybe so, they've got a do new thing in the annex where they like I, I would think but just because they probably have our keys scrolling. Yeah, they just have like our Twitter feed yeah. and it just refreshes. Of course. Of, why I mean, wouldn't why they? wouldn't they? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's not uh let's not bury the lead here as we have already. Clayton Keller, hat trick, absolutely unbelievable. Clayton oh. Keller hadn't what? I've got I'm gonna apologize. Because I read in the chat, my fantasy league is still showing. I went back to the final score sheet, and they just added it. So there you go. It is, it is I, I knew I wasn't crazy. Score sheet. It's now in the official so score sheet. So there you go. The key. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I, I apologize for giving bad news and a bad scoop. He ends up with an assist. Amazing. So keeping so keeping the point streak alive. Love it. And raising his and, raising his sorry, trade value in the process. Sorry, Chuck. That's to totally on me. Okay, it's all and good. I know he's listening. He's you. in his car right now, on, on the way to Old Town right now, buzzing, <laughs> just dialed right into the PHNX post game show. I'm sure he is. Absolutely. Well, I hope Clayton Keller is because we're about to give him his flowers. What I was saying, Clayton Keller hadn't scored a goal since November 17th, uh, quietly. And we talked, we've used the word quiet a lot to describe Clayton Keller's season. Still productive point wise, still productive, you know, skillful 
fully, but tonight he scored his eighth, ninth, and tenth goals of the season, coming closer to Lawson Kraus, um, who right now still leads the team with 12 goals. But this is what you want to see from your offensive star. This is what Clayton Keller gets paid to do, and he did it in amazing fashion tonight. Well, and I want to say this too, because I, as we know, I'm this is all about me. When when I did when Keller did the first inaugural walking and talking, I didn't want to tell anybody this, but he didn't score much after that. And I was very, oh, very no. concerned. Yeah, the streak stopped and he stopped scoring. <laughs> oh, shit. Now what? <laughs> then Schmaltz does it. And guess who didn't score after that? So I started to get worried that, oh, no, they're not going to let me around anymore. There's no more walking and talking. But guess what? <laughs> he is on a heater. So my guess is that might help guys line up and maybe somebody else will want to walk and talk next time. So I was a little worried about it. But he... He, he's shown us over and over again, Leah. He, he's a skilled hockey player. He's really good hands. He can make good plays. He looks for those passes. He can make that sauce pass through. But when he shoots, he is a threat to score. And we, you know, we talk about it, his ability to get to those areas where guys can score between the hash marks in the slot area. When he can get there, he's dangerous. He just has to be more consistent in getting to that area. And this season, I think he's finally getting it, that he's got to get there to score. He was great tonight. Like he he was really good, and he was fired up in the game. And I talked about his you know his emotions, the way he looked after the game. It was one it was a sense of relief because it's his first hat trick, but he was fired up. And I think everybody was just happy for him the way his teammates received him. So that says a lot about what kind of player he is in the room. I'm thrilled for the kid, and now let's just hope he can continue to do that as this team moves along um, through the next couple of weeks before the holidays. Absolutely, that breakaway goal on his second goal was oh. unbelievable that amazing amazing pass from Nick Schmaltz uh, and and you could just that when you talk about the chemistry that they have it's it's that anticipation of that like he Clayton Keller saw Nick Schmaltz get the puck and was like two steps ahead ready to anticipate that pass that was what was really cool about it is you can really you can tell and that's what's so cool about Clayton Keller too he just thinks the game faster and that's what makes him so skilled and um, that was the other thing we didn't mention too on, on on that particular play what what a play by schmaltz like he led him with that pass it was just uh, it's a flip to space he just got it way out and and keller wins the foot race that's a hell of a play by schmaltz and those two just play well together they just get each other they have great chemistry and i thought that was again apparent in tonight's game so let's hope they stay on it. Let's hope they stay fired up. I mean, I I think they're fun to watch. And even if they're going to take some losses over the next few weeks, I, if you get individual performances like this, then you want to continue to watch. You want to see guys have success. You want to see guys play well. So I was really happy for Clayton Keller. And you know what? Now it's, it's going to get a little bit of a duel between him and Kraus for who's going to lead in goals. And I, I, I tell you what, that's going to be a hell of a race because I think that's going to be something now. Kraus, Kraus is going to have to get back on the board when they head to San Jose on Tuesday. I love it. Why not? By the way, everybody talking shit about my Christmas tree in the chat. Charlie Brown. I it it's in the background, so it, you can't see the details. Okay, but I'm we're sure not, it's lovely. It is. It is lovely, PD. Um, staying on the positive, let's go ahead and crown our draft. Why is everybody talking shit? Stop talking shit about my tree. All right. <laughs> Let's crown our draft kings king of the game. This one is obvious for the second game in a row. It's King Kells, Clayton Keller, for scoring his first ever National Hockey League hat trick, which is a, a crazy stat to me. I would have yeah, thought he would have had one already, but... 
but I agree. Uh, very, very happy for him. He deserves it. And it was really cool that it happened at home. And it was the first Coyote hat trick this season and the first ever hat trick of mullet, I believe, unless I'm mistaken. But if not, then the first ever Coyotes hat trick at mullet. So really cool to see the hats raining down on the ice there as well. So Did you see the first hat that hit the ice? And it, it was, a, it was a Flyers replay, hat. It was a Flyers hat. That was <laughs> ironic. I thought it was really neat. Kind of I know. <laughs> First hat on the mullet is from the visiting team. Big surprise there. Yeah. Well, I hope that if you were using the DraftKings Sportsbook app tonight, you took Clayton Keller like over a goal, maybe uh, over half a goal at the very least, because you would have won yourself some money on there. Uh, NFL all day today. PD, did you have any NFL bets in today? No, and thank goodness I stayed away. You're, you were, but you're, you were a college football fiend. Yeah, but we're not year, talking though. about the NFL today. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we will not do that. But the Detroit I hope, who? Yeah. Anywho, uh, I hope that you all want some money today, and and if you want to win some money in the future, you can do so by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Signing up with the promo code PHNX, place a five dollar pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. I'd stay away from the Suns for now; it's a little rough for them. Uh, the Coyotes are somehow the winning team right now, and the Suns are losing. Not sure where. That all went wrong, Back but in the upside, <laughs> but get $150 in free bets if the team you bet on wins. That's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. PD is sipping on his kilt lifter. I was drinking some golden lager earlier. We love our Four Peaks beer, and Clayton Keller deserves to have some celebratory bruise later and uh i hope somebody gifted him the four peaks admin calendar because inside for just 55 dollars, there are specialty beers tall boys and more you can purchase that at their h street pub in tempe i know we're midway through the month so you get to buy it and then drink all the beers so far and uh catch up and, and drink some of the really cool and unique beers in that box so as always you must be 21 or older to drink and enjoy responsibly I see you reading the chat. Do you have comments from the chat or? Uh... No, they're just, I'm surprised at all the, the treat comments, but I did laugh at someone. Someone said Sterling said that uh, the Flyers fans are in shambles. <laughs> Absolutely poverty. When, when somebody else calls another franchise, a poverty franchise, I just, I just have to smile because we've been labeled that for so long. Yeah. It's nice when somebody else gets it. And that's what sucks about losing to the Coyotes. Cause you know, you're going to get hammered like that. <laughs> you were supposed to win like and you don't that's what makes it fun especially it to win and and listen like it's fine they can have their two wins and especially to win against an east coast team like if the coyotes win against i don't know like i don't i hope the coyotes lose to san jose on tuesday night um just for for standings purposes because san jose to win against these east coast teams it just feels good it just feels Real good. Uh, I don't Craig, think the Coyotes get their flowers there. They just don't. Like in the no. East Coast, it's just a, a, everything. If they're even, by the way, they're not watching because it's late and they're all in bed. Not, Everybody on the East Coast is literally in yeah, bed. Yeah, right eight twenty three. It's not not everyone's on the PD bed schedule. Exactly. So it's ten thirty back on the East Coast, I and mean, you know people in New York go to bed really early. So everybody's in bed on the East. Coast, so they never watch. They only get to watch when like there's a there's a problem at the city council or there's a problem <laughs> at the arena. Then they go, oh shit, there's something going on in Arizona. When they're winning two in a row, you don't hear much coming out of these coast that's okay that's why Southwest we're here bias southwest yep that's bias. why we're here and that's why we literally sell a shirt in the page next locker that says southwest, southwest bias. bias so I, I stand 
buy that. Um, Craig is on his way up. We'll see how long the elevator takes him tonight unless he opts to take the stairs, which I would recommend. But we'll see when he gets here. Before he does, there's another player I want to talk about. Well, there's two, but we might get to one with Craig. Jack McBain also, and to quote Tyson Nash, found the back of the net tonight. It was his fourth goal of the season. He has two goals over the last three games after he only had two through the first 23. So great to see Jack McBain. He also had some big hits tonight. Um, so, you know, he's been somebody who who's looked much better as of late. He's he led all players on both teams with seven hits, most physical guy out there. And I got to say this for a guy coming out of college. One thing you get concerned about is his ability to play physical in this league. I don't care what size you are. When you come from college, it's just a different game than it is in the Western league or in, in Canadian juniors. And sometimes guys get labeled as always a college kid. He can't play tough. Well, this kid can play tough. He plays physically. He's first guy in on the four check. He plays hard along the wall. He crashes the net hard. Um, he plays like his size is dictates. I mean, he, he's a good physical power forward. And you know what? I, I, I don't know if this is what we expected when we saw him coming out of college. We said, oh, you know, maybe a year in the American League. But I tell you what, he's he's another guy that just gets it. He competes incredibly hard when he's on the ice. And when you talk about his hits and his ability to get to the net, he's going to provide offense because he does those two things well. Um, he's a guy you want to root for, and he's a guy you definitely want to have on your team. So we talk about the rebuild all the time, and when you get through the other side of the tunnel, there's guys like Jack McPain that you want to have on your team. So I, I think he's ex- he's one of those pieces that may survive this as this continues to be rebuilt. Absolutely. So great to see Jack McBain get on the score sheet tonight. And Nick Ritchie, um, who sat out for three straight games, he ha- he had a really great start to the season and then kind of dropped off and then was sat healthy scratch, but made it back into the game and scored. It was his seventh goal of the season, his first goal since November 5th. Talk about a monkey off your back and just the, the relief for Nick Ritchie tonight. Yeah. And he's getting his points. I mean, two points is great goal and assist. You, you look at his t- time on ice and he's sitting just under 10 minutes, which is rare for him. He was a guy that was pulling 15 plus um, when he was higher up in the lineup. Um, I don't know if that's attributed to his being out of the lineup for so long and he he's going to take a little bit to get back in it. But I thought he, I thought he looked much better tonight than he did the last game. I think he's starting to get his feet underneath him again after missing a few games. Um, he's a guy that needs to provide offense for this team. He led the team in goals for the first few games. Um, he needs to provide secondary scoring for sure, and I think that's going to come if they can keep him on the power play. So we'll see what happens with him, but you're right. It's exciting to see him get back into it and be a part of the offense and get on the score sheet, and he's another guy that adds that physical element. So you're seeing that from him, O'Brien, McBain, um, Fisher, Krause. Yeah, you don't you don't want to mess with this team. I mean, you even saw Krause got into it earlier. You saw Josh Brown drop the gloves today, and like, this is a tough, tough team, and I think teams around the league are going to start to understand that the more they play. It's been a long time. It's been a long yeah. time since you can say that about a Coyote team. They get pushed out of buildings. They get run over by teams, and I think Bill Armstrong's made that a mission here because I think there was a period of time over the last decade where you go, oh, shit, we get pushed out of a building, and honestly, there is nothing worse than watching your team get pushed out of a building. You can lose, but if you get pushed around, that's tough. You've got to be able to at least have something you can push back with. And I think they have that now so they can win on the scoreboard and they can also push people around on the ice. So I think that's only going to continue as this Bill Armstrong team gets to built with bigger and stronger players. Absolutely. Well, it's time to welcome in uh, Elevator Crick. <laughs> Did you take the elevator or the stairs? Took the stairs tonight. There stairs you go. It is no faster. Song. I'm no telling you. Yes, yeah, it is faster. Wait for the elevator. 
<laughs> well, and the lighting is better tonight yeah, too. Yeah, I, I don't. No streaks. You Did the, you wipe your camera? Off. No, I have no explanation for it. Like literally, no difference. I'm at the same level. I'm in a suite again. I have no idea why I don't have Disco Craig going tonight, but I'm kind of happy about it. <laughs> that was the Friday night vibe. This is the Sunday. Maybe that's right. Vibe. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. Well, so we're happy to welcome Stairmaster Craig then. Craig, <laughs> I know you spoke to Clayton Keller and Nick Ritchie, who we just spoke about. Um, any any good comments from them after the game? Well, first of all, Nick Ritchie's a lot faster from the, his own blue line in than I thought he was because that's where he got the puck on the breakaway and he stayed on a breakaway. And I told him that I was like, kind of honestly kind of surprised uh you're a little faster than i thought and he goes oh I, so you didn't think i was very fast <laughs> <laughs> okay so craig and richie have beef now <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty funny actually but yeah you listen he was out of the lineup for three games we talked about this on the last show he's got points in back-to-back games now getting back to the game i'm sure Petey just talked about his physical side as well bringing that to the table that's what andre turn wants to see from him message delivered and and he's producing again. They they need Nick Ritchie to produce because let's let's not be shy about saying it. They want to trade some guys at the trade deadline or sooner and acquire more draft assets. He's one of those guys, but he's got to produce to do it. And and here he is back on the score sheet the last two nights. So that's good to see. But then flip it over to Clayton Keller. He hadn't scored in a long time, guys. And it's it's still amazing to me that he hasn't had a, a, a hat trick in his career before tonight. But one one thing that, you know, that we took away from the postgame interview tonight, we've always known this. Petey, you know this because you were around that room. Rick Tockett always talk about Clayton Keller as being a student of the game, watches a lot of video, wants to learn. Well, he talked about his first goal where they saw something. Uh, they saw a tendency in the way the Flyers PK was rolling. So they made an adjustment that led to that goal. And then on the game winning goal in overtime, he said he had just tried that play where he had dropped to uh Nick Schmaltz, and it it he he saw the way that they reacted to it, so he decided to fake that, and he kept the puck. I asked him if he was thinking shoot the whole time, and he said, "Yeah, I was." And he wins the game with twenty two point four seconds left. Just it, Clayton Keller continues to produce, but it, it's good to see him maybe shooting a little more, thinking of shooting a little more, taking on more of a goal scorers mentality. We have to remember this guy was off for a very long time with a broken leg. Andre Turini said after the game, he's playing a different game than he was earlier this season. He's got more pace. He's more aggressive. He's thinking like a goal scorer more often. So who knows where Clayton Keller goes from here, but a hat trick tonight. That's a big one. And that's what we said too. We talked about him and Kraus now getting in a little bit of a internal battle in the locker room. And that's going to be fun to watch because I think they're going to drive each other because you, when you talk about Keller and you're starting to see that it's almost like a little twinkle on those goal scorers eyes when they're around the puck and they've got an opportunity to shoot and score, they are on it. I watched Ovechkin today and you say when that puck gets anywhere between those two dots, he is on it like a dog on a bone. Like it is unbelievable to watch those guys kind of guys get to the puck. And I think Keller's starting to get a little bit of that in his game right now, instead of looking, Hey, where can I pass? Where can I pass? It's, Oh, you know, I'm going to take a shot here. I'm going to try to score. So I think that you're going to see now I told this to Lee. I think Kraus is going to get into the next game going. Yeah. Okay. You think you can score? Well, maybe I can score too. I think that little internal battle in the locker room pushing each other is going to be a great thing to watch over the next few games. Yeah. Yeah, and Krauser just missed one tonight. He he got in alone and just fired it. He was, yeah. he was aiming for just inside the elbow and just missed it, or he would add his 13th tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun, fun to watch a couple of guys that we think are a key part of their core excelling right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. And another guy whose stats kind of flew under the radar tonight, given the hat trick and Richie getting on the score sheet, was Christian Fisher assisted on the Jack McBain goal. Christian Fisher has five points in six games in December. We've talked a lot about Christian Fisher already on the show, but he's continuing to be productive point-wise. Yeah, ain't, ain't going to lie. If, if there's ever a player that I'm just going to openly root for, it's Christian Fisher because... We all love him so much. He's a friend of the show. Petey, by the way, he is he is locked in on being the next walking and talking. Subject. Okay. But, he is but, over, I, over prepared for this right now. I, I told him with you, Fish, we might just call it talking because you'll just talk the whole time. But, okay, he's like, two I'm fine things, with that. Two things here. First, Petey just talked about how every time he's had a guest on walking and talking, they've dropped off in point production. Yeah, so we're going to so, say that. So now. he he uh, might want to hold uh-oh. off because he's been no, but, so good. But, but – it's, it takes a week. It's like a, it's like a week long effect. It's got to grow. And then look at <laughs> look at Keller now. Boom. Yeah, so, that's true. So Schmaltz ah, is next. so that's what it is. It's like you yes. plant the seed and it's got to grow yes. a little bit, and then then they take so off. Schmaltz is next. Look at that's Schmaltz over spin, the next two Petey. games. That's good. Exactly. Spin. Ignore ignore the drought that you're in yes. right now. Because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to tell the fish dog. He's coming. And, and yeah, you and Fish are going to have to walk to the car, back, back again. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's going to be a long walk. I tell you what, though, we say this about Christian Fisher all the time. We like to see him get rewarded because he's a good kid. And when you see him on the ice, he fights for his teammates. He works hard. Every shift he leaves, everything on the ice. And when guys do that, you root for him. And that's honestly... That's this team right now. This team isn't quitting. They're not giving up, whether they're ahead, behind, whatever. They just keep playing the same way, and they work hard. And when a team works hard, it's easy to root for them. I don't care who they're playing or how they're doing uh, on the ice. They just keep playing. And last year, we didn't see that. Last year, they get down by two, and you go, shit, they're going to be down by four. If they, get, they, if they get behind in the first period, well, this one's over. Well, you don't feel like that anymore. And I think that's contagious among this group that they just keep working. Guys, I don't know if I don't know if you talked about this already, but one of the things that I asked all three, you know, uh, Andre and the two players about, I'm kind of amazed, and I'm not saying they played a perfect game. And Philadelphia is not a, a great team; they're they're obviously having their own struggles. But the Coyotes just came off a 14 game road trip. It's been, I mean, we we had the map; they were all over North America. They got in at 3:30 a.m. We know that, but you know, so they barely had any time to prepare for that Bruins game. I'm amazed that this team is finding any energy right now. They've won two straight games at Mullet Arena. And honestly, I expected the opposite. I've, I expected a lag effect from that trip. And here they are. They've, they've won two games and they're over 500 in this building. Craig, you're in that building. And we can only suppose what the atmosphere is like when we watch it on TV. And it does sound louder. And is there an atmosphere there? I mean, do the players feel that, do you think? I mean, is it louder than what you're seeing at Glendale? Is there more of an atmosphere than you saw in Glendale? Yeah, there definitely is, and the size of it matters because obviously it's a small crowd, but with the low ceiling and everything, we knew the acoustics of this place were just going to be better. It was going to be a fun environment for them. Look, if you're going to have a small crowd, you might as well be in a small building. They're trying to build towards something bigger. Obviously, the we know this town. This is, hate to say it, this is a, a bit of a, a fair weather town, and, and that's okay, actually. And a people transplant des- town, too. Pe- yeah, but people deserve to spend their money on what they want. They, they deserve to spend their money on a good product, and that's that's the goal in mind here. But for right now, it, it, it's crazy to say it, but I, I think this might be a better setup for them than Glendale because there is atmosphere. The players have talked about it. 
visiting players have talked about it. I don't know if you guys rolled the tape of torts. No, I was going to get to that. Yeah. He talks about that as well. The play, the visiting players are talking about how it's a kind of a cool atmosphere and it's an adjustment for other NHL players coming into a place like this. It's unlike, clearly it's unlike any other NHL arena they go into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and the home ice advantage is, is proving to be true. They've played six games now at mullet. They've won their last two. And uh, Craig, earlier today, you had the opportunity to chat with Philadelphia Flyers head coach John Tortorella, who said that this is stuff he's hearing, not just being in Arizona. This isn't another city. So let's hear what John Tortorella had to say earlier today. I talked to a player from Boston yesterday. We were in the same practice arena yesterday out in Vegas, and he said he had a blast playing here. It was full of emotion. I guess there were some brawls up in the stands. (laughs) Yes, there were. Uh, That's hockey. So uh, anxious to go through it with our team and more importantly, just focus on us trying to be the best we can be. Wow. Can I just can I just Love say this about that. Torts? I know people have an impression of John Tortorella based on what they see maybe in quick video clips. This guy, like I've I've had the talk chance to talk to him a lot of times. John Tortorella is like my favorite uncle. I just love talking to the guy. He's he's this warm human being. Nobody sees this. He's this warm human being. He's an unbelievable interview, incredible insights. I, I think this will probably be a surprise to a lot of people to hear this, but if I had the chance, if he were the coach of the team that I was covering, I'd be ecstatic because I'd know that I was going to get great stuff from him all the time. So, you know, I, I again, I know I know there's a different impression of John Tortorella out there, but I just love the guy. And and I know there was more of the tape that wasn't really relevant, but I, I wish I had had more time to talk to him. I was just getting out of another interview and I got there for the tail end of it. But he's just always fantastic to talk to. Yeah, and one of the things, too, first of all, the Tortorella effect was real in Philadelphia. When he got there this season, they were off to a a great start in this team, with this team. The reality is they're just not very good. And right now they're they're going through some growing pains and some makes losing their captain last year and they're they're still a ways away. But I tell you what, you the one thing with John Chodorella as a coach, you know exactly where you stand. And I, people give this like you said, Greg, like he's rough and tough. He's not. He's just honest, and he's honest to a fault. He's honest on air. He's honest to reporters. And he's honest to his players. If he doesn't like the way you're playing, guess what? He's going to tell you. I, it's not like oh yeah, you're okay, and it's no, you know, you're, you're not playing good. You're not going to play. And, and a lot of people forget, and I know there are Coyotes fans that forget, he started off here. Like He was yep. an assistant coach of the Arizona Coyotes with Jim Schoenfeld back in the 90s. He was the first coach I worked that for. That is a fact that I don't think a lot of people know because I don't think I even realized Yeah, that. he worked for me. I, I mean, he was the first coach I worked for back in 97. Like he, he was, And when Craig said he's like, he might be in this, people won't believe it, might be one of the nicest guys I've ever worked for. He is yeah. unbelievable. He is. <laughs> he really and is. He, he cares about what happens off the ice and he cares about your family. And it's not just bullshit. It's not just, Oh, well, how are they doing? No, he cares. Like I, I see him. And even if I see him now and I haven't seen him for a decade, it's, Hey, how, how's your son? How's your son doing? What's going on with your son? And, and he's amazing. What a human being, but he's just honest. And sometimes people don't want to hear honest. People don't want to hear honest. <laughs> he's getting a lot of love it's in the rough. chat right now. And, and yeah. his comment of that's hockey. It just, <laughs> yeah, going, I, I have decided I'm, I'm going from, for the next show, I'm going sweater vest. Hey, I clearly <laughs> it's a hell of a look and i'm going okay all right you're gonna rock that okay i haven't we'll see okay i'll judge that one when when i see it um he's you know you mentioned his honesty pd he's honest with reporters as you said yeah that rubs some guys the wrong way i have been in some of those press conferences like i'm sure you everybody saw the one recently it was like guys you're asking bad questions (laughs) 
And I've been in a lot of those press conferences where he'll say something like that. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. Actually, these <laughs> right, are bad, bad questions question. coming right now. <laughs> hey, but I'll say this behind the scenes, there are coaches, Greg, and of course not to you, but there are coaches that come into the, to the locker room after those press conferences and goes, God, those questions were stupid. Like, what are they asking me? And like, they don't yeah. say it to your face. Not you, Craig, again, not you. They don't say it to the reporter's face. Like John Tortorella does. They come in the room and complain about it after the fact. So he's just telling the truth, man. It's just honesty. Yeah. Love it. I'm, I'm sure some coaches have said that about me too. No, Craig, not, uh, not you, buddy. Craig can not never you. ask a bad question. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> Craig, I know you have a, a, a dinner to get home to that you. Uh... Chicken and waffles. My daughter texted me like, we're making chicken and waffles. When will you be home? Like, uh, <laughs> as soon as possible. Yeah, so we'll, we'll and then we went to go. overtime overtime and almost of a shootout i was thinking uh-oh thank god clayton keller out. clayton keller had your back there for real yeah. Uh, yeah, so so, so any final thoughts from you before we let you get home to your no, chicken and waffles just really excited to dive into another deep piece with with pd we're gonna dive into karel vimelka that's coming soon that was the other interview i had tonight was with Corey schwab we talked for a bit gonna get karel and andre tunyi tomorrow probably gonna talk to Carell's agent as well, but PD and I are going to do a another collab. Uh, on, should should run on Tuesday morning if if all goes well for us. Looking forward <laughs> that's to that assuming one. I get all my shit yeah. done tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me too. Don't hold your breath, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, Craig. Well, we'll let you get home to your chicken and waffles. Enjoy. <laughs> all right, guys. See you. All right. Bye. See you, Craig. Oh man. Did chicken you see waffles. the thing in the chat about Chicago? And I'm doing a, a mid-season check-in with the CHGO folks. Remember the big preseason one? We yeah. It was like a finger-pointing thing. We're worse. No, we're worse. No, <laughs> we suck more. Well, right now they do suck more. So. Yeah. 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 That that could be interesting to do. We will definitely look into doing that. Um, PD, you and I are both at home tonight. I will say it's not as much fun for me watching the game when I'm not in the more furniture recliners. Um I, I was sitting in my very uncomfortable kitchen chair that is not more. Uh, so I think I need to go out shopping right now at more furniture because I know they have a big sale going on right now. Uh, a, clearance, a holiday clearance event. You can save up to 50% off. I think we need some new chairs here uh, because... <laughs> can I have a recliner as my best chair? Is that a thing? I mean, why not? Because like it, it sits right up now? until oh you want God. it to recline. <sighs> Yeah, I Love agree it. with you 100%. It's not the same. So, so I'm, I'm going to look into that seriously because sitting here all night made me rethink everything <laughs> with that. And, and you know, we, Craig mentioned Veggie at the end, the story you guys are working on. He's been, I mean, the, he's been a huge part of the reason. Obviously, Friday night we talked about him a ton, but he was great again tonight. Um, and Jack McBain even said in the second intermission, like, Veggie was keeping them in the game um and and his game maybe was a little bit more underrated tonight because there were so many other big things that happened but that one toe save i forget which period that was in i think the beginning of the third unbelievable save by veggie he's been phenomenal um so we can talk more about him in a second but what i want to tell you is if you're on underdog fantasy playing the pick'em game and corral vimelka higher than whatever save line they give you on underdog take the higher right now because he's facing a lot of shots. And like he told Greg the other night, he's kind of relishing in it. Um, so that's, a, that's a fun one to take on underdog. And right now Clayton Keller has been hot. Chikrin's been hot. He's on that point streak. 
all of these things, higher, lowers, you can play them in the underdog fantasy pick them game. You can also play daily fantasy with different slates of the NHL games. You can play it with other sports besides just NHL. So check out underdog fantasy. It's super fun. It's super easy to use. And uh, right now, when you sign up with the promo code PHNX, underdog will match your first deposit up to $100 so you can play with free money. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, and that's promo code PHNX when you uh, start to play. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Very easy to win money. We talk about the higher and lower saves, and and Karen said something, our friend Karen, which we haven't seen for a while, like because we haven't had a meetup for a long time, but Karen said she was surprised to see that he started tonight, and we talked about how he does better when he gets rest. Well, what they did after they played the Boston Bruins they took the next day off and a lot of times in the morning, they do a morning skate today. Guess what? Didn't have a morning skate today. So they went game to game. And when you go game to game, you get that opportunity for your body to recover and rest and sleep. And so I, I think that's one of the reasons why they went back with veggie again tonight. And I would anticipate with them going Tuesday night in a different time zone. Um, that's a little bit later. I would anticipate to see veggie again. Because they've got a back-to-back coming up on the weekend, so I would think that that's next time you're going to see Connor Ingram sometime this weekend on that back-to-back. Definitely, PD. Before we look ahead, do you have any other notes from tonight's game? No, I. You know what, Leo? We just want to say I just want to talk about how impressed I was with this team and their their effort and their continual never give up attitude and the way they're all working together. They're all, they're fun. And I thought there was a moment in the second period where I go, "Uh Oh, they're in trouble. That's when they were turning the puck over. That's when they're hemmed in their defensive zone and they're giving up shots and chances. And I go, this could be it. Like Philly could run away with this. And all of a sudden the momentum shifted again. And it's just because they kept working at it. And, and I know without Vimelka, they don't fight through those little, little spells where they struggle. And that has been the difference. And I get that. And I know they're relying a lot on their goaltender, but they're not quitting either. So again, Keller's hot. Richie's back on the ice looking good. Schmaltz and Keller together, a dynamic veggie is still hot. And Chicka Boom back. That's five straight games now for Chick with a point. Um, he keeps that up. He honestly, he won't be here long. And he might be spending Christmas somewhere else. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll keep close tabs on that. And this is just our rem- reminder that the Coyotes beat the Boston Bruins on Friday night. Boston beat Vegas tonight, three to one. Boston is first in the NHL. Vegas is fourth. But the Arizona Coyotes, who are down there with that bottom group, <laughs> beat Boston. Just had to throw it out there. It just makes me Did they happy. beat Toronto, it's... too? I think they did, Petey. I, I really did. think they Just did. Checking. So that just helps me sleep at night. You know, I have to, I have to remind Agreed. myself of that. And uh, big news for the, the tank. And I know we've been talking about a win all night. But Columbus won tonight in overtime. That was a crazy game. Six to five win over L.A. So anytime those bottom teams can get a win, it's a big for the Coyotes, especially if the Coyotes are going to get a win as well. And every time the Coyotes go to overtime or a shootout, I always think just at this point, just win because make it a morale boost instead of taking an unnecessary point. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and, and the other thing, too, is you, you keep seeing this, too, and, and we're guilty of it, too. Oh, the tank's over, and there's no chance they get bedard and all oh, boo-boo. They have <laughs> two more wins. They have two more wins than Anaheim. Two. Two wins. Like, there's there's 56 games left. Yeah. Like, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, there's a lot of hockey left. A lot of things can go up and down, and especially with trade deadline coming up, and people get hurt on both teams. And, like, just – it's two wins like just hang on like 
Well, let's not talk about the draft yet. Let's talk about a two-game winning streak at the mall. Sure. And by the way, I'm going to go off on one more tangent since it's Go late. for it. Are we after dark yet? Oh, it's only 8.47. <laughs> <laughs> Are we after? The game on Tuesday doesn't even start until 8.30, PD. I know. The puck drop will literally be now. What the hell am I supposed to do on Tuesday? People have been asking if I wore my like my like winning socks. Oh, yeah. Are you wearing socks? Leah, I'm at home. Like We're lucky <laughs> so? if I'm wearing pants tonight. Like <laughs> Socks? Buddy, socks? So no, we're not showing my feet tonight. So that's no, I, I will do better. I will be better. I promise. I will be better. And I will remember to wear victory socks. Was that your tangent? Yeah, I just wanted to say it was oh, separate okay. from the game. I wasn't talking hockey. I just oh, forgot to okay. wear my victory socks. <laughs> All right. And, I, and, and really, 8.30 start? Like, really? Yeah, let's look ahead at the week <sighs> coming up because it's kind of a tough one for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, we got that 8.30 start on Tuesday against San Jose, but then you have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday against the Islanders and the Buffalo Sabres. And then look at next week, 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 7:30 p.m. It's That's like an 8 p.m. home game. Yeah, what, <laughs> against what? Montreal, and then what? Vegas comes to town. That's tough. L.A. I mean, it's just it just doesn't ever seem to get easier for the Coyotes, but they continue to impress us. And and let's look at this for real. Like we just talked about them getting off a 14 game road trip. They're going on the road. They get on a plane tomorrow. Tomorrow they're flying again. So they'll fly oh. Monday and. To fly home Tuesday, they'll play a couple of games and they fly again next Tuesday. Like, yeah. can't this team catch a break? Can't I know they, they need, like, they need like I know they need like a five game homestand or something. I'm so sorry, Coyotes. It's, yeah, I mean, I can't. The staff must be going out of their mind. They must go, oh, goodness, we get to unpack and relax and see our families and have some home cooked. No, we're going to play tomorrow. And while we were home for four, 72 hours, why don't we throw in two games and no sleep on the day you come home? I, I, like, I, honestly, Oh boy, howdy! This is boy, howdy! Tough. This boy, is tough. It's howdy. really tough, and I'm complaining covering it. And I, we're sitting in more furniture, drinking beer. Yeah, yeah, that's real tough. Yeah, but they're they're it's incredibly hard. And we're talking different time zones, and now they're going to jump to the a different time zone, come home for two in this time zone or three, because they could, and then go back out to the Pacific time zone and play Vegas again. So they have two. It's hard. Like it's really yeah. hard. So. Hope they can hang around. We'll see. Yeah. Timothy said these start times are just mean for us East Coast Coyotes fans. Shout out to oh. the East Coast Coyotes fans. Shout out to the uh, Coyotes fans in the UK. I know you are out there. Um, I've heard from you wow. on Twitter. And, and I think I saw one in the I'm chat here. earlier. Yeah. So seriously. I'm, I'm complaining a mountain time. Probably not good. Thing. Yeah. Not great. Also, this is a great chat uh, comment from Christopher. Got to take my nine-year-old niece to this game as her delayed birthday present. She had a blast. Said her favorite thing was being on the Gemotron twice. We love nice. to hear that, Christopher. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. And and someone else here in our chat I know was at the game tonight was Charles, who said he bought his tickets on game time and got great seats. I mean, there's really not a bad seat in the mullet, but when you buy on game time, you're guaranteed to get the cheapest price on tickets by the way if sean calls out of work on saturday because he's not feeling well and then i see he's at the sabers oh, game <laughs> we gotta watch the jumbotron there yeah the i'm gonna i'm gonna be perusing camp. game time just to make sure he doesn't have tickets on the day of the sabers. game yeah <laughs> with his danny briere or finneganov jersey <laughs> rocking the finneganov Oh, oh man. boy! But if you do want to go to games, and I know we just talked about the fact that they're home away, home away. They are home um, for a stretch here, so definitely check out Game Time to buy tickets to the game. Like I said, you can save up to sixty percent on those tickets when you buy them last minute. And the best way to support us is by using the ticket 
the link in our description below. Um, so definitely check that out. And while you're in our description below, check out another link because we have a really exciting event coming up next month. It's the uh, the PHNX Tea Party, T-E-E Party at Dobson Ranch Golf Course We are on January 13th. We are renting out the entire big, sorry, we are renting out the entire driving range. Come hang out with the Big Drive Energy guys. They are from DMVR, by the way. Check them out. They have an amazing golf show if you're interested. Um, the PHNX crew and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, contests, prizes, and more. The PHNX Suns crew will be hosting a watch party for the Suns versus Timberwolves. And you can click on the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And for the diehards, check Discord for your special link we'll save 20% on this awesome event. So it's a great time to become a diehard because we've been promoting that you get 20% off on merchandise, 20% off on events. This is the first time you could really take advantage of that. And it is a great deal. And there's going to be so much stuff there, um, including food and games and contests. It's just going to be a blast. So come hang out with us on January 13th. I'm really looking forward to that one. Are you a good golfer, Leah? I'm not. I'm a terrible golfer. I'm very good at mini golf. I am very bad at, <laughs> at any other type of golf. Yeah, but they serve alcohol, so we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up here, let's take a look at the punch card because the late, late spurts uh, here on the wow. end of this Can line. Can the three-plus wins? I don't know. I mean, I definitely think they could beat San Jose on Tuesday, but we'll have to wait and see. We have one more game in line three, and then we're on to the next one. And I tell so, you what, we as we looked at this thing before this week started, we were like, hopefully they can win in San Jose because we didn't see any other wins, and we wanted to make sure they got a win in this row. And we were thinking maybe San Jose, and then what do they do? They beat the Boston Bruins and the Philadelphia Flyers. So yep. bring we them love on. You Let's absolutely. go. You absolutely love to see it. LFG. LFG. Um, well, we will be back late, late, late Tuesday night for that's a real pitch next Coyotes After Dark. After and dark. we know how the last 8.30 start postgame show went. If you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But join us then because it's going to be a blast. No matter what happens in the game, we always find a way to make it fun, as you know. So subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. And also make sure you're subscribed to wherever you get your audio podcasts as well because we have audio-only episodes that drop weekly. And while you're there, leave us a review as well. So before we head out, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Leah Merrill. PD's at S. Peters Hockey. He sent a tweet during the game today. He's he's getting better. Uh, you can follow Sean at Sean underscore DePause. And you can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. And, of course, follow PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter and share it with your friends who love hockey or live in Arizona or want to get into it. Coyotes, um, they're a fun team to watch. They're making it, they're making it fun. So we have a lot of fun talking about it. We have a lot of fun engaging with you in the chat. Everybody, thank you so much for your comments tonight. And uh, we'll talk to everybody on Tuesday. Have a great rest of your night, everyone.